Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Any Questions, a podcast all about fertility, infertility, trying to conceive, PCOS, maybe one day conception and pregnancy and childbirth and parenthood and all that good stuff. But we will see because we are 57 episodes in and that is not the case so far. So today's episode is all about taking a break from TTC, from trying to conceive. So if you've been on this journey with me, uh, my partner and I have been trying to conceive since December 2021. Um, I'm recording this in May 2023. So about a year and a half coming up on that time now. And it has been uh, a journey. I got, I say diagnosed with PCOS. It wasn't like, you know, a big um, official thing. They didn't send me like a letter in the mail. I don't have it like on all my medical records or anything. It was more just, you know, after a few calls and appointments and tests, like, oh yeah, you probably have PCOS. So um, got diagnosed with PCOS during all of this. I've been trying different, you know, meds and supplements and tracking uh, methods, have been in touch with different doctors, done different tests, um, might be working with a fertility clinic. Um, that's a bit of a hint for uh, the next episode coming up here, but we might have some uh, information to share about our fertility clinic journey. Um, but in all of that, in the last, you know, whatever, almost 18 months of trying to conceive, um, we haven't really taken many breaks. So I thought that would be a really cool topic to kind of dive into because uh, we kind of just took a break um, in April, as I had shared in past episodes. Uh, my husband and I were away on vacation for most of April, I think like three and a bit weeks of April. Um, and during that time, we sort of took a break from trying to conceive. And by that, I don't mean that we like we weren't not not trying, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but in terms of all the other stuff that we, mostly me, <laughs> uh, do during um, my typical cycle. So I wasn't tracking my temperature. I wasn't tracking my uh, cervical fluid or cervical mucus. I wasn't using the OPKs, the ovulation predictor kits. I actually stopped taking vitamins because I just didn't want to pack um, three weeks worth of uh, prenatals or inositol, which is another supplement that I've been using. I have some other medications now. So no meds, um, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, no, like no updating my little period app with any symptoms or feelings. Um, and even just in terms of actually like, you know, doing the deed and trying, uh, the way our flights worked actually happened to be kind of over what I think was my peak, <laughs> uh, window. And, uh, I'm not sure if I said this before, but we were traveling to New Zealand, uh, from Canada. So it was quite the journey it took us a couple days to get over there, lots of jet lag and all that. So we, we might have, you know, we, we did, we tried um, to catch the window, but it was pretty tough given uh, the flights and jet lag and also not having our usual, you know, testing uh, equipment and things like that to help out. So um, I did get my period uh, actually towards the end of the trip, which was also just ugh, like no fun for years. I was on uh, hormonal birth control, the pill, and um, I'm not a doctor, so don't you know take this as medical advice, obviously. But I was told by my doctor that it's okay if you need to, if you want to skip your period for whatever reason, you can just uh, take pill packs back to back and not bother taking the like sugar pills that they give you. 
um, for the fourth week. So anytime I was traveling, I would always just keep taking the pill because I didn't want like who wants to deal with their period when they're traveling? It's the worst. Um, so I would always do that. And it was so convenient. And <laughs> ever since we've been trying, I have not had that option. And I've had to I think I had my period on our uh, honeymoon. I've had it now on this big New Zealand trip. Um, and it's just super inconvenient. It's not fun. Everyone knows that it's, it's not a good time. So I uh, had to deal with all that. Basically, the TLDR here is we did, uh, quote unquote, take a break from trying to conceive for about uh, three, four weeks. So I just wanted to spend some time reflecting on that and uh, talking about, you know, the pros and cons of taking a break, what a break actually looks like, how to know when it's the right time. And I thought that would make a really good episode for anyone who is, um, you know, struggling on your TTC journey, which I, you know, might be you if you're out there listening, or even if you're new to TTC, you're just starting your journey. I think it's a good idea to think ahead and be like, hey, if this is going to be, you know, a longer journey than we thought it was going to be, when do we take a break? When's the right time? What's a break look like? How do we know we need a break? What's, you know, what's the good What's the good part of taking a break? What are we missing out on and all that? So let us dive right into breaks. So let's talk about the benefits of taking a break. I think the cons are pretty obvious. Obviously, if you're, you know, actually taking a break, like not trying to conceive, not doing the deed, obviously that lowers your chances or completely eliminates your chances of getting pregnant. So that's obviously a huge con. Um, Another con is you might get off track, you might lose momentum. So if you're in a really good rhythm of, you know, taking your temperature or using OPKs or, you know, you've worked out whatever, something in your routine um, and you've you've fallen into good uh, rhythms with that, you might get off track, you might lose your momentum, you might, you know, fall off that bandwagon. I know for me, definitely, I had sort of recommitted to taking my temperature after um, I read, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the book. I read a book about um, sort of conception and fertility, I think taking charge of your fertility. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, I read that earlier this year and was all back in on taking my temperature, um, had even enlisted my husband. So in the morning, like I would roll over and he would, um, and put, sorry, I would put the thermometer in my mouth, but he would actually look at it and like record the temperature and then text it to me because I don't keep my phone in the bedroom. Um, and it was like too much for me to try to read the thermometer and remember the number because I often would fall back asleep. <laughs> so gosh, I sound like a child. Um, but my husband would text me the temperature. And ever since we've gone on our trip, you know, we had three, four weeks of not doing temperatures at all. I actually haven't been recording my temperature. Whoops. Uh, so I can definitely relate to falling off track and and just sort of forgetting some old routines. Um, another con is obviously depending on your fertility journey, if you're on any sort of medication or, you know, you're on a prescribed I don't know, diet or exercise or whatever kind of routine. Um, Obviously, some of those, there can be some side effects. If you decide to stop, you know, your uh, healthcare professionals might tell you you can't stop or you shouldn't stop or, you know, you might have to wean yourself off Um, or even just things like, you know, for me, I didn't take prenatal vitamins the whole time we were in New Zealand. And I think most uh, healthcare professionals would advise against that because you're supposed to be taking them, I think, like three months before you start trying to conceive. So even you know, we, we didn't conceive that cycle. Like I said, I got my period towards the end of the trip. Um, but even, you know, if we conceive next cycle or the cycle after that, um, the idea is that the vitamins are already in my body, already doing good stuff for us. So taking those three weeks off was probably not advised. So that's another con. But let's talk about the benefits because I think the cons are, are kind of obvious, right? But 
we don't think we um, think about the benefits of a break enough. So I'd love to spend some more time on that. So for me, one of the biggest benefits is definitely less stress. If uh, <laughs> if you've been around for any of the past 50 some episodes, you know that uh, TTC, fertility, this whole journey, testing, diagnoses, trying to figure out what the hell's going on is very, very stressful. It takes up a ton of space in my brain, in my life, in my emotional bandwidth. And it was just very nice to have three weeks of not, 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 not that it was completely gone from my brain. It's not like I, you know, turned off the part of my brain that wants a baby and wants to get pregnant. Um, but it was just less stressful. There were other things that I could um, obsess over, which was very, very nice. Speaking of another big benefit of taking a break is less fixation, less living your life by a schedule. So, you know, if you have to take your vitamins every morning and you have to take certain meds twice a day, and if you're using the ovulation predictor kits, you have to pee on a stick at certain times a day. I actually just looked over. <laughs> I had just peed on a stick before, <laughs> before recording this podcast, which might be TMI. Um, I'm just looking over at that now, remembering that I need to record the, <laughs> the it is a negative, uh, a negative OPK, not a pregnancy test, which also would be negative at this point. Um, but I need to record that. And, uh, you know, in order to make sure your OPK uh, gives you accurate results, you have to not pee for a certain number of hours. So you have to, you know, track that and make sure you're taking the test at a certain time of day. Um, there's just a lot of scheduling. And especially if you are dealing with other fertility issues. For example, if you are doing, you know, inseminations or donors and things like that, obviously that is very scheduled. Things are, you know, down to, um, down to the minute. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I haven't started that journey yet. Not sure if we'll need to. Um, but anyways, it is very scheduled. So taking a break allows you to just be a little bit more free and not be so stuck to this uh, rigidity of the trying to conceive life. Um, another big benefit of taking a break is just a chance to enjoy and indulge and obsess over other things in life. Perhaps there are areas of your life that you haven't really uh, given enough attention. So for me, a huge one while we were traveling was just to be in the moment and enjoying um, New Zealand's been a huge bucket list destination for me for a very long time. And it was so nice to just not have to worry about anything else, not be stuck to a schedule, not be stressed and just completely um, immerse myself in our trip and be present and be excited and be active and enjoying everything was really amazing. Um, some other things you can focus on when you're taking a break. I think it's a really nice chance to refocus on your relationship. If you are trying to grow your family with someone else, with your partner, I think taking a break is a really great chance just to come back to the two of you, especially if you've been, you know, experiencing some stress or, um, the fertility journey hasn't been easy. It's so nice to say like, Hey, you know what, we're taking two weeks off, two months off, two years off, whatever it is. And like, let's just focus on us. Let's do date night. Let's set up some couples counseling. Let's play board games. Let's meet up with our other friends. Let's stare lovingly into each other's eyes, you know, whatever it is, but just coming back to that person that you want to grow your family with, I think is really exciting. It's also a good chance to celebrate your pre-baby life. And I've talked about this in past episodes, but, um, you know, as you're waiting to get pregnant or grow your family in another way, um, these are the moments that like, you know, these are the last, who knows, right? Days, weeks, months, years until you are a parent, until life is completely different. So not to say that you, you know, can't go out to the clubs and you can't travel or anything like that with a baby, but these are your last moments of, of being a person who doesn't have a baby. And there's something kind of exciting about like, yeah, I'm just going to like 
you know, go grab a coffee and sit at a coffee shop for two hours on a Wednesday because I can, because I don't have to pump or pick up a baby from daycare or, you know, I don't know, mash peas together as baby food or whatever it is, you know, that babies <laughs> entail in your life. Um, it's kind of nice to have that freedom and just sort of indulge in things that maybe might be a little bit harder once a baby comes. Another big benefit of taking a break is just that chance to sort of reset and get your mind in a much better space, especially, again, if the stress and schedule of trying to conceive has worn you down, if you're feeling really um, discouraged, if you're feeling really drained from everything, if you're just not in a good place, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, I think having that chance to reset. So, you know, if you are going through, um, you know, IVF or other procedures like that, that are just, you know, wreaking havoc on your body and you've decided, hey, we're going to take a couple cycles off. Like that's such a great chance to, um, you know, just pour into your body, whatever that means. Maybe that's, you know, eating your favorite meals. Maybe it's getting into a really amazing stretching class. Maybe it's going stretching class. You can tell I'm not a fitness person. I don't know, yoga, Pilates, whatever. Uh, Going for massages, getting facials, like really just honoring your body and and giving it some love and some grace um after you know having having it do something hard right like an IVF cycle is, is hard on a body um the same with your mind maybe it's going to therapy it's journaling it's spending time outside it's talking with your partner again couples counseling individual counseling group counseling all the counseling <laughs> i think this is a really great time to um, be very intentional, right? Like the break is not just something that happened, but something that you're that you're wanting, that you're choosing. And what are you going to do during that time to sort of make it make it better? To sort of when you you know when you come back from the break, how is your mind, your body, your spirit, your heart, your relationship, your life? How is it going to be in a better place to support you through whatever the next phase of TTC looks like? So I think that's a huge benefit of taking a break, having that time to sort of reset and and change your mindset and figure out what you want to do. Which leads me into my last benefit of taking a break. It is uh, having time to have that conversation of, hey, what what do we want to do next? Which um, I talked about a lot in episode 52 a couple episodes ago called When Is It Time to Stop Trying to Conceive Naturally? So I think a break is a really good time to start having conversations about, you know what, like this isn't working for us. It's time for us to call a doctor or go see... I don't know, a naturopath or look up adoption or learn more about IVF or IUI or talk about what life looks like if we don't have kids. Um, A break is a really good time just as, you know, you're giving your body a break, you're giving your spirit a break, you're giving your mind a break. It's really nice to come together with your partner or, you know, yourself, your community, whoever you're growing your family with and talking about next steps. So those are sort of the benefits I think um, a break could give you as well. You know, we talked about a couple of the cons, but how do you know when to take a break? Hmm. Well, speaking of, I'm going to get a sip of water. That'll be my break and then I'll come right back. So how do you know when it's time to take a break from trying to conceive? So I think the first thing is if you are just feeling too much stress, too much fixation, too much Um, like you're tied to the calendar. So if any of those things I was talking about in the benefits before about, oh, less stress, less schedules, less um, obsession, if you were nodding along to that and being like, oh my God, what would I give for less stress, less obsession, less fixation? I think that's a huge sign 
that uh, you might be ready for a break. If you're finding that you're having very emotional reactions and nothing wrong with emotions, this is an extremely emotional uh, topic, emotional journey that you're on. But if you're finding it's to the point where you're not really sure Um, where these emotional reactions are coming from, or you're just reacting to other things that, you know, usually didn't give you um, stress or strife, (laughs) that um, that is another sign that you might need a break. If you are feeling stuck or like you're in a rut or like you just keep doing the same thing, I think that's, again, another sign that a break might be a good idea, especially if you are using that break to sort of brainstorm, okay, where do we go from here? What are next steps? What are other resources that we can tap into? I think that's a really good idea. Um, Another huge sign that a break might be right for you is if uh, your partner wants a break. I think that is, you know, I I believe the majority of you listening are um, people with uteruses who will will be, you know, getting pregnant and carrying the baby. But if you are bringing a baby into this world with a partner, um, even if they're not the one who's going to be carrying the baby and they're not as involved in the, you know, testing and temperatures and tracking and medications and all that, uh, it's still a journey for them too, right? And they um, might have emotions or stress or feelings around that. So if you are uh, noticing any friction, any tension with them, if you've entered a rough spot in your relationship because of this journey, um, you know, you're fighting, you're upset with each other, um, being in the bedroom has become a chore, you're resentful, whatever it is, if your partner, gosh, if they have like the open communication and vulnerability and are able to come to you and say, I'm, you know, I'm not having a good time. I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling stressed. I need to take a break. This isn't working. Like that is a huge, huge red flag, big sign, pump the brakes, right? Because again, if your plan is to bring a child into this world, grow your family with this other person, with your partner, then that relationship needs to be primary. That needs to be key. So I think that's, um, that is the opportunity to take a break and reset and figure things out with your partner. Again, another huge shout out for counseling. (laughs) Um, Just make sure the two of you are on the same page and feeling really strong and positive about this journey. Um, Another uh, sign that it might be a good time to take a break is actually just like life circumstances. So for us, the fact that we were going on this, you know, three, four week vacation happened to be at about a year and a half of our, um, fertility journey. We actually have, uh, again, spoiler alert for the next episode, but we had an appointment booked with a fertility specialist at a clinic uh, right after we got home, like two days after we landed. So this was kind of like the perfect point of like, hey, let's let's take this time. Let's take, you know, three, four weeks off of this journey that we've been on for the last almost year and a half. Let's totally embrace and enjoy New Zealand, this bucket list trip that we've been planning for ages, this place we've always wanted to go. Let's connect with each other. Let's make these really beautiful memories and not be stuck to a schedule or worried about tracking things or taking temperatures or whatever, measuring supplements out and vitamins and all that stuff. Let's forget all about that. Let's really make the most of this vacation that just happens to fall, you know, around the 18 month mark. And then when we get back, you know, we have that appointment with the fertility specialist and that's sort of us, you know, starting phase two or whatever, whatever phase we're in of this uh, fertility journey. So you might have something similar. Maybe you have a vacation coming up, time off, holidays, um, or it could be something else. You know, maybe you are moving cities, maybe you're changing jobs, maybe there's other 
a promotion, going back to school, things like that. Any of those sort of big life moments, I think for me, at least, you know, it's kind of like January 1st every year, everyone's like inspired. You get the new journal, the new calendar. You're like, okay, here are my goals. Here are my resolutions. Here's what I'm going to do this year. I think anytime there's a big like life change like that, it's a really great time to sort of take a break and reset, especially if it's something like, you know, changing jobs or moving or whatever. Um, something that really is going to demand a lot of your attention and a lot of your resources. I think it's really awesome to be like, okay, I'm going to take a break from this whole conceiving fertility thing and just put all of my energy into moving to Portugal. And I'm going to get really, you know, I'm going to learn the, or I'm going to take language lessons. I'm going to get the visa. I'm going to get my job. I'm going to get my rent, you know, all figured out. And then after three months of living in Portugal, when I'm feeling good, then we're going to jump back into the fertility journey and I can put my energy back into it. Um, another time that it might be uh, good to take a break is actually, um, I guess this isn't a specific time, but maybe it's more of a regular thing. So if this is going to be a bit of a longer journey for you, or if you can foresee that you're the type of person who would really benefit from having breaks, maybe that's something that you and your partner agree to from the beginning. You say, hey, we're starting our journey. We don't know how long this is going to take. You know, we could get pregnant next week. We could get pregnant next year. We could get pregnant next decade. Uh, but for us, you know, every six months, we're going to check in with each other and we're going to evaluate and we're going to see what's up. Or, you know, every year we're going to take a month off at the end of the year and just relax and recharge and reset and figure out what we want to do. So something, sometimes it's easier because it can be hard to call it and say, Hey, you know what? I want to take a break. And it's, it's not a, you know, a, a permanent thing, right? Or it could be right. That's up to you. Um, but it can be hard to voice to your partner. Hey, I want to take a break. You know, this thing that we're trying to do together, that's very difficult and, um, you know, requires both of us. Um, I want to stop doing that for some period of time. That can be hard to say. So I think it's kind of nice if you have that conversation ahead of time, you know, before you really jump into your journey, or even now, if you're already in your journey, and just say like, hey, you know, when this thing happens after trying for six months, nine months, one year, two years, whatever, that's when we're going to take a break. Like we've, you know, we've picked a date sometime in the future. Nobody has to say anything. That's when we're going to take a break. All right, so let's jump into what a break really looks like. Because we've talked about the cons, we've talked about the pros, we've talked about, you know, when it might be a good time. But what does it mean? What does it actually mean to take a break? So <laughs> my first thought here is, are you ever really on a break? And of course, that references uh, some Ross and Rachel drama of it all. We were on a break. No, we weren't. Um, I'm definitely team. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to weigh in. I don't know who was right there. I like Rachel better, but uh, I, I can't quite fault Ross. It's a whole thing. Anyways, <laughs> so when we were in New Zealand, like I said, we were not not trying, you know, um, it was inconvenient. The, the ovulation window of that cycle was inconveniently timed with our flights. Um, and I didn't bring or I did bring my thermometer, just never used it. I didn't bring any of my vitamins. I wasn't peeing on sticks or anything like that. But there were still some signs I was monitoring. I've just gotten used to sort of looking for, you know, certain symptoms like cervical, you know, a type of consistency with the cervical uh, fluid or cervical mucus. Um, so, you know, I, there was, you know, that just obviously things I saw, I was obviously still hoping to be pregnant. You know, we did try our best to make use of that ovulation window, despite it not really being <laughs> easy for us. Um, so there was still that hope there that I was pregnant. Um, and it was still in my brain, right? It's not like I switched my brain off and just didn't want a baby for a month. Of course, I still, you know, wanted a baby, still saw that in our future. Still, anytime we saw adorable little, you know, onesies with little kiwi birds on it or saw other families traveling with their kids, you know, I had that little heart pang. So I, I think it's, <laughs> it's hard to say, like, it's hard to be on a break completely. 
And, you know, even if you say, okay, yes, we're on a break, we're taking a break from trying to conceive, we're taking a break from this journey. Are you ever really on a break? Like, can you, can you really take a full break from this? I don't know. I don't think so. And I think that's okay. So my tip here is just have grace with yourself if you quote unquote slip during your break, because I, I do think it's truly impossible to have a perfect break from this unless you are, you know, absolutely closing up shop and saying like, nope, this isn't for us. You know, we're not going to grow our family or we're not going to grow our family this way. Um, and even then, I think your brain, it's you can't turn that part of your brain off, right? It's not a switch. So you might still be thinking about it. You might still be grieving it. You might still be looking at other options. Um, so please have a lot of grace and compassion for yourself if you, quote unquote, slip during your break, even if that means, you know, you agreed that you weren't going to take your temperature, but you still do or whatever it is. This is a very difficult emotional process and there is no one right way to do it. There's no one right way to even take a break, right? So that gets into my next point here about what a break looks like. I think the first thing you want to do is really set some expectations around what you want out of your break. So, and this might be conversations you have just with yourself, um, maybe with your partner, maybe with your therapist, maybe with your family, your community, you know, whoever you are comfortable having these talks with. Um, so some things you might want to think about, what are you monitoring? If you currently, you know, take your temperature every morning or you have like a tracking device, I know there are watches and other things that you can put in or on your body that track if you were taking um, ovulation predictor kit strips, if you're using those, you know, twice a day, every day, uh, what of that do you want to keep up or let go during your break? Um, if your break involves, you know, taking a break from trying completely, what does that mean? Are you not doing the deed at all for a certain amount of time? Are you doing it, you know, just when you feel like, but you're not going to track any symptoms? Are you doing it, you know, Saturdays only, whatever, whatever works for you? Um, in terms of, you know, vitamins or supplements, medications, are you still staying on any of those? Are you giving any of those up? Are you taking a break from any of them? Um, other things to think about, you know, beyond just the monitoring and the medication of that all, like the actual physical parts, but even just for your mental health. So for example, what media are you planning to consume during this break? You might need to take a break from, uh, fertility or, you know, baby focused media. That might even mean taking a break from this podcast, devastatingly enough. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, taking a break from, from podcasts, from Instagram accounts, from YouTube channels, from, TV shows that are all about pregnancy or trying to conceive. I think that is so helpful. And I've talked about this before, how difficult it can be to consume media like that. Maybe you want to take like a complete social media break during this time. That could be really, really good and really nice for your mental health. Um, other things you want to talk about are when is the break over? So, you know, for some people, you might want to have a really strict date in the calendar. Like, hey, we're doing this from, you know, July 1st till July 31st. We're taking one month break, August 1st back in. I'm monitoring again. Other people might be, hey, you know what? It's going to be about two weeks. When I feel better, we get back into it. Or when we find, I don't know, when my resting heart rate comes down or when this test comes back, you know, negative or positive, like that's when we start. But having a conversation again with yourself, with your partner, whoever it is, about when the break is going to be over, I think is very helpful. Then it kind of puts a bit of a boundary on this break and uh, you don't just sort of like slowly start getting back into testing and feeling bad about it because you're supposed to be on a break, but oh, maybe you don't want to be on a break anymore. Um, having those conversations around, you know, what the break is going to look like and when it's going to be over, I think is very helpful. Uh, also talking about support that you'll need. So support uh, before you take a break, support during the break, support after the break, I think is super, super key. So 
For example, you know, some support you might need beforehand. Perhaps you need to like wean off certain medications. Um, so you might need some help with that. Maybe there's going to be some side effects that you have to worry about um, during the break. Again, maybe it's side effects from medications that you're missing. Maybe it's just trying not to obsess about certain things. It can be very hard if you've spent weeks, months, years, you know, tracking things or timing things to all of a sudden try to turn that off in your brain. I can see needing some support for that for sure. And then afterwards, you know, when you come back from the break, what sort of support are you going to need? Um, you're back into a cycle that obviously you needed a break from. So how can you set yourself up for success there? And again, these are ongoing conversations. Um, even if you decide with your partner, hey, you know, we're going to take a break until August 15th and August 3rd comes and you say, you know what, I'm actually feeling really good. How do you how do you feel about, you know, starting again? I know it's early. It's ahead of what we said. Or August 15th rolls around and you say, you know what, I'm not there yet. You know, my brain, I need another week. I need another month. I need another whatever. Um, so making these Yes, they're conversations, you know, you have ahead of time, you want to set those expectations, you want to talk about what this break is going to look like, but also understanding that opinions can change, um, mindsets can change, circumstances can change, and that you might need to um, ask for more time, less time, more help, less help, whatever it is, just being very fluid, being very communicative with your partner during this time. This is probably new territory for both of you, um, and just being very graceful and understanding with uh, with each other, but also with yourself, right? It's okay to have, you know, maybe this is something you're like, oh, I'm, of course I'm not going to take a break. Why would I take a break? I want to get pregnant. Like a break, that's how am I going to get pregnant if I'm not trying to get pregnant? Um, and then you, you know, you inevitably decide to take one because it just becomes too much and you realize this is the best thing and you need more time. Or maybe you're the other way. You're really looking forward to a break. You thought, you know, you need this. Um, you go a week or two and you, and you realize it's not for you or you got to change what your break is going to look like. The last thing I want to talk about here is setting some expectations about what you'll get from a break. So I think, <laughs> and maybe this is just me, but I think there's like a little, I don't even know if it's a devil or an angel, but there's a little someone <laughs> on our shoulders that says, you know what, maybe if I stop trying, if I stop tracking, if I stop monitoring and thinking and obsessing and listening to podcasts like this, then I'm going to get lucky because everyone always says, oh, the minute you stop trying, it's going to happen for you. Like you, I'm sure you have heard that if you're on this TTC journey, there are so many stories um, in friend groups, families, online, social media, celebrities, whatever. Everyone says, oh, you know, I was told I couldn't get pregnant. So we stopped trying and well, we got pregnant. Um, everyone's heard that, right? And I think there's, again, that little angel or devil on our shoulders who's just whispering to us saying like, okay, like when you go on the break, sure, it's a break, but actually that's when it's going to happen for you. Um, and I think that is just a huge, huge thing that we need to address because um, if you're, <laughs> if you've got a guilty smile like I do, then um, <laughs> we're in the same boat. But uh, a break doesn't mean that you're going to magically conceive. Uh, just you know, of course, less stress is wonderful. That's a great thing for your chances of conceiving. It's also just a great thing, like for your life, for your body, for your brain, for your relationship. Uh, like we talked about, there are so many benefits to a break, but there is not a guarantee or, you know, a magical coincidental chance that you are going to conceive because of this break. Does it happen for some people? Of course, but not everyone. And I would say probably the majority of people who have been trying to conceive for a certain amount of time, an amount of time that means they need a break. Um, I would, I would argue that the break is probably not the magical thing that's going to fix everything. So I would encourage you to not go into this break uh, secretly thinking that it's going to 
be this just magic device for you. Because if it is amazing, right? Great. Congrats. But if it's not, that's such a huge letdown because it's not really a break then, right? It's just trying one more thing. Um, I've, you know, we've heard a lot of stories and I say we, cause I just assume you've heard these two stories of couples where, you know, and always in these stories, it's, you know, a heterosexual couple and the man doesn't really want to have a kid yet. And the woman's like, oh yeah, you know, sure. We'll just, um, we won't really try, but you know, we won't not try, but secretly she is taking the medicines, the vitamins, the supplements she's tracking, she's taking her temperature, she's peeing on the OPKs, but she's doing it all in secret. So her husband thinks it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we just, we just happened to get pregnant, but she's been tracking the whole time. To me, that is not a break. That doesn't count <laughs> if you are <laughs> tracking and monitoring and keeping everything up, but you're just doing it in secret. Um, I think that might warrant a larger conversation with yourself, with your partner about, okay, what are we doing here? You know, if, if one of us is into this and one of us is not, if I'm having to do this in secret, like that is, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> I'm getting off on a tangent here. Um, but in terms of expectations from a break, so not expecting it to be this magical thing that, you know, the minute you stop trying, it's going to happen for you. It might not, it likely won't. And I think that's probably the best mindset to go in with. Don't think that this break is going to be this magical thing. Um, another thing I think is important to keep in mind is just because you are taking a break doesn't mean that you're going to come back to your journey, you know, completely relaxed in this perfect mindset, just 100% less stressed. Um, that might not happen, right? Maybe you'll be 10% less stressed. Maybe you'll be slightly more relaxed. Maybe the minute you start tracking and temping and all that stuff again, you'll be right back to that really stressed place. So please don't think of this break as, yes, you know, it is going to be a great time to to give your brain and your body um, a chance to sort of reset and recharge. But it doesn't mean when things start up again, that it's going to be magical and wonderful, right? Like imagine, oh gosh, let me try to think of an analogy here. <laughs> um, imagine you are, okay, so you're getting a tattoo. And it's really painful. So the tattoo artist asks if you want to have a break. During that break, you're feeling better. You're not crying. You're not shaking. You know, you're breathing normally. You're, you're laughing with your friends again. When the tattoo artist starts up, sure, you know, you had a chance to breathe and relax. And so maybe your heart rate's not as high anymore. You're not freaking out. But yeah, it still freaking hurts. It's a tattoo. It's still happening, right? So I think that's a good way to look at this, actually. Pretty, pretty proud of that analogy. Um, but yes, you know, you will get to come back relaxed and in a better space, but it doesn't mean that the process is um, not going to be painful anymore. Uh, and another thing, and this is, you know, this is a downer of a way to end this, but I also think, I just think it's important because I think there's a lot of emphasis on, um, well, first of all, there's the emphasis of like, don't take a break because then it's not going to happen for you. And then there's the, you know, the other side of that coin is, yeah, take a break because that's, you know, that's the magic cure to everything. And I don't think it is. Like I said, there are lots of benefits to taking a break, but it doesn't mean you're going to magically conceive. It doesn't mean the process is going to be perfect when you get back. And it doesn't mean the next thing is going to work. So if on your break, you've decided, hey, you know what, we've tried it. We've tried to do this ourselves for six months, a year, two years, 10 years, whatever. So next, you know, we've decided, we took we took our break, we reevaluated, we talked, now we're going to do IUI or IVF or adoption or fostering or donor eggs or circuits, whatever it is. It doesn't mean that thing is going to be um, 
the silver bullet. That might not work. That might not work for you. That might not work for your family. That might not work for your finances. So yes, you know, talk through those options because it's great to have those conversations with yourself, with your partner, with your family, your community and pursue them, you know, if that's going to be a better fit for where you are. But please don't think that just because you took a break and you've chosen a new path that again, it's going to be perfect and it's going to work and it's going to be easy and stress-free because there's, there's just no guarantee of that. So again, I'm ending this on a big downer, but (laughs) I hope you, I don't know, go back and listen to the beginning of this episode where I talk about all the benefits of taking a break because truly the three and a bit weeks that we spent in New Zealand, some of my already favorite memories of my life. I think it was such an amazing trip, such a great time. Um, Just really fun to be there with my husband and enjoying that together. And like, yes, you know, we didn't get pregnant. And yes, there was a small person on my shoulder, a little part of my lizard brain that wanted that to happen for us to magically be able to conceive during this break to find out we were pregnant in New Zealand. Of course, I had dreams about that, like that. What a fun way, you know, for us, a very travel obsessed uh, couple to find out we were pregnant in New Zealand or conceive in New Zealand. Like how fun would that be? Um, You know, yeah, I thought about it, of course, but, uh, but it didn't happen. That wasn't the story for us. And that's okay. It was still so beneficial to have a break and be able to sort of reset, recharge, connect with one another and come back and, you know, try something new and, and start again. And I am feeling, you know, it's been a couple of weeks now since we've been back. I am feeling a lot better about our journey. I'm feeling way more positive, way more encouraged. And I do think taking a break was a huge part of that. So if all that sounds good, then maybe a break is something that you need to do too. And I wish you all the best, whether or not you decide to take a break or, um, you know, maybe hopefully your journey is so short, you don't have to take a break. But if it's if it's getting to the point where you need to take one, um, you have my full support. And I hope it is very beneficial for you on your journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.